Hey, listen, I want to uh, begin, friend day, I want to begin a conversation over the next several weeks on the idea of hope, on the idea of searching for hope, seeking hope, looking uh, for for hope, and as uh, Pastor Travis and Aaron reminded us on the video just a minute ago, you know we always enjoy and encourage taking notes and leaning into that, so we can go back and learn on our own. And if you are taking notes, you can kind of title today this idea: "Hope in the Wait." Hope in the Wait. And I'm not ta- don't spell it W A I T. It's W E I G H T. Hope in the in the Wait. And as I live this life, and as I look. Uh, across, and I have the opportunity to meet with so many people uh, during the uh, during the week and on Sundays, and then you know other places as I get to travel and and do some things like that. What I love is I get to hear the stories of how God shows up in everyday life. I love that, but what I also get to hear is the pain in people's voice. The pain in their experience, the pain in life. And I am uh, not naive enough to know that there's a lot of you that are walking in the room today and you walked in with weight. You walked in with weight. You walked in with shame or guilt or condemnation, which the Bible says the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost does not give to us. You walked in feeling the weight of depression, maybe the weight of anxiety, maybe the weight of uh, of, of so much, you name it. Maybe it's financial weight, maybe it's relational weight, whatever it is, maybe you're feeling that weight today. And the only way I really know how to explain that or show that is I'm kind of a visual guy, okay? I'm an illustrative guy. And, I, and I, as I was thinking about this idea of weight and hope in the weight and how there's hope uh, when things get heavy and how there's hope when things get difficult and how there's hope when things get hard was my journey of fitness or health or working out and not just mine but yours and so many because here's the reality right when you go to the gym and it's your first time or maybe the first time in a while right and you go to the gym you don't start maxing out at 300 pounds come on right that's common sense you're gonna start where you need to start you're going to take the weight you need to take. You're going to, you're going to begin where you need to begin because here's what we all know, and this is truth, and this is real, and this is just logic. If you start too heavy, you're going to pay the price, aren't you? You're going to hurt something. You're going to tear a rotator cuff, right? You're going to pull a muscle. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to pay the price, maybe medically. Maybe you'll pay, pay the price in discouragement. Right? Because you go in and you're like, oh, I'm trying to get this thing right, but I can't even, I can't even bench press that. I can't even lift that. I can't even do the flies right. I can't, I can't. And so you walk around and you're discouraged. And how many of you know the more discouraged you are at something, the less you'll do it? And so you have to start where you are. You have to figure out that. Or maybe, or maybe you just get so mad that you can't make progress fast enough. And so because I'm not going at my speed, at my rate, at my weight, at the time I want to go, then I'm just going to quit doing it to begin with. And in fact, you know what? I went for a week. I told myself January 1st for my New Year's resolution, I'd go to the gym. I got a membership and I went for a week. That's all. Right? And the reason this illustration kind of stuck out to me is actually pretty simple. Um, Y'all, life gets heavy, doesn't it? 
can we just be transparent for a moment? Like, I don't want you to come to church today and you're just sitting there and there's like this glass wall between you and me. Like, let's just be real for a second. Y'all, life gets hard. And life gets heavy. And I would be lying to you if I told you I didn't feel weight. I know I'm the pastor. I'm supposed to glow in the dark. Have a halo above my head and float everywhere that I go. But I'm no different than you are. There's weight that is put on me by me. There's weight that's put on me by others. And there's weight that's put on me by the world that I don't even know is there until it's too late. And the weight gets hard and it gets heavy and you truthfully don't really realize how heavy the weight gets until it's just too late. It's already on your chest and you can't pick it up anymore and you can't push it. We're gonna look at all that in, in just a minute, but man, you got politics adding weight to your life. You can't watch football without weight being added to your life. Politics, you have people's expectations of you. Whether they are warranted or whether they are not, doesn't matter. You have that weight. If you have children, you have the weight of being a parent. Because we weren't blessed with kids as parents just to get them for 18 years to be healthy enough to move out of our house when they're 18. We were given kids to raise, to be godly individuals that added to society, didn't take away. There's a weight to that. If you're a spouse or going to be a spouse or soon to be a spouse, there's a weight to that because your decisions are no longer your decisions and they only affect you. Your decisions now affect somebody that has chosen to do life with you. There is a weight to that. And that's not even including the weight of work and success and achievement. Come on. It's not including the weight of financial insecurity or financial security. And it's not including the weight of, God forbid, I have a different stance on something because I'll just get canceled and everybody hates me. Are we going to be real today or are we going to sit there and act like we're holy? Weight is heavy. And the more weight, it could be five pound increments, but the more weight you add, the heavier it gets. And if we aren't careful and we don't learn how to handle it correctly, it will pin us down and destroy us every step of the way. And here's what I know. There's people that are walking into every camp, both campuses and watching online. There's people that are walking into this room. There are people that will watch this later in the week and you feel so pinned down by life that you don't know how to get up the next morning. A good night's sleep is something you pray for, not something you experience. And that is the reality of life today. But what if I were to tell you there's a way? There's a way to share the load a little bit and share the weight. What if I were to tell you that doesn't have to be the reality of your life from this point forward? What if I were to tell you that there's actually the Bible tells us a lot about what this looks like and we don't have to go in carrying so much weight and creating and developing bad habits and bad form to our life and doing the wrong things because we're just trying to get by. What if I were to tell you that the Bible actually gives a game plan of what it looks like to carry weight and carry it responsibly? And I'm, I'm glad you want to know that because it does. 
And in Matthew chapter 6, there's this conversation between Jesus and a group of people that are coming around, and in the background, in the context, is that these guys are stressed. They're anxious, anxiety is taking over, depression is taking over, stress is taking over, confusion is taking over. They don't know how they're going to get through life without enough money and enough resources and enough, you name it, they didn't know where to go. And Jesus steps up and he begins this conversation in verses 25 through 30 with this group of people. And I actually love in my Bible, the title for that portion of scripture is The Cure for anxiety. What if anxiety doesn't have to be your label forever? What if stress doesn't have to be? What if there's a way? And I, I want to read this conversation because I think it's really relevant and teaches us a lot today. And then I'm going to give you three thoughts or ideas from this portion of scripture on how we can handle and manage the weight. Here we go. It says, for this reason, this is Jesus speaking, I say to you, do not be worried about your life. We get to that part and some of you have already went, you don't know my life. I don't have time to do anything but worry and I'm worried while I'm worrying about worrying and then I'm worried about everything I got to worry about later. Some of y'all like, that's my life. Praise God. I feel seen. (laughs) Here's the rest. Do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Jesus is changing perspective. He's going, there's more to life. There's more to life than the outside. There's more to life than the physical. Verse 26, look at the birds of the air that they do not sow nor reap nor gather into barns. Watch this. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? Some of you just need to hear that part today. You are more valuable to God than a bird. God's got you. God loves you. You may be walking around insecure and unconfident and not feeling like you were worth anything and your purpose is gone, all these things. And I just need you to go, no, God sees you right where you are. And God loves you right where you are, but he loves you too much to leave you there because you are more valuable than the birds of the air. Let's keep going. Verse 27, and who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? Can I just encourage some of you to get that printed and hang it on your wall at home, right? I love that he brings up science here. Like, how are you going to, you're not going to add an hour to your life by worrying about it. In fact, scientifically, they say you will subtract hours from your life by worrying about it. That's science. And you're like, yeah, but this is Jesus. I agree. So quit worrying about your life. Verse 28, we have fun in here. Verse 28, and why are you worried about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith here's what Jesus is having a conversation about he's going I see you I see your stresses I see your worries I see your frustrations I see your anxieties I see your 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 hurts and your pains I see you 
but there's more to it. In other words, I think Jesus would kind of break it down, that whole series of scriptures. I think it, it can be summarized. I don't know if Jesus would say it like this, but if I'm trying to summarize it for me, it would be, you handle what you need to handle and let me handle the rest. I think it's a great summary of it. And, 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 and I'm a visual guy, okay? I've already said that. I'm gonna get some people up here to help me real quick. So if Scott and Elliot and Jonathan can come up, or John can come up and help me out on the stage for just a minute. I kind of wanna take a minute and show you what, what this looks like in life, the best way that I can kind of grasp this, the best way that I can kind of make this happen. I'm going to give you three thoughts from Matthew 6 to help you take some of the weight off of your life. And number one is this, you have to know your limits. You have to know your limits. How much should you responsibly do? Now, when you go in the gym, we talked about it, right? You can't start bench pressing at 300 pounds. It is not, I mean, you can, but somebody's going to be getting it off of you and somebody's taking you to the hospital after that. It is what it is. So you got to decide, I'm probably going to embarrass myself here today. I am not, <laughs> I, I am not the strongest person in the room uh, at all, but I'm going to, I'm going to try something here. All right. So I'm, I, I think I picked, I picked a pretty doable weight here. So you guys just pick that thing up, hand it to me. Let's go. All right, I do better when people cheer and help me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was fishing. This is doing a doable weight. You have to know what you can do. You have to know that when you wake up in the morning, life's going to come down on you, but you're able to push it back up. The responsibilities you have are going to push down, but you're able to handle it. You can do a few reps of the weight that is put on you the morning you wake up. You haven't taken on too much. You're not, in, you're not attending disagreements that you are invited to. You know your limits. You're able to do this right here. Y'all can take that for me. All right? You're able to figure out your limits. Now, if I'd have started too heavy, I would have pulled a muscle. You know why? I didn't warm up. I didn't warm up. I don't know what's going on. And here's where many of us are in life. Many of you are walking in here today and you don't even know your own limits. And here's why. I believe this is why. Comparison is the shortcut to defeat. And we'll live our lives looking across the gym and looking across life and looking across social media platforms and if they can, then I should. If they have, then I deserve. If they do, then I will. And what we don't understand, number one, is social media is a bunch of smoke and mirrors anyway. There's filters on there for a reason. Right? But here's the reality. Everybody has different capacities. Everybody has different capacities. Here's the, here's the truth. Watch this. What I can bench press... There's many of you in this room that can bench press way more than me. <laughs> I'm just going to say church etiquette. That was a uh, wrong time for an amen. Uh, but no, I'm just messing. I know who it was. I love you. I'm just telling you. <laughs> 
You can. And I celebrate that. I've gotten to a place in my life, I don't really care about the mount as much as I care about the, the, what it's actually doing to me. What it's helping me with. Watch this. But if I will stare and watch the person that can bench press and work out harder and more than me, then I will live in defeat all day long if they can do more than me. Because that's not what I am or was designed to carry. And my life is different than their life. And their life is different than my life. And if I live in constant comparison, I will walk in constant defeat. And I will walk in depression. And I will walk in discouragement. And I will develop habits that I was never intended to carry in the first place. Because by God, if they can do it, I can do it. And I should do it. And we were all created specifically. We were all created strategically. And, and, and it's actually found in a scripture that most of us know in Psalm chapter 139, 13 through 16, it says this. For you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. In other words, I did not get a say-so in how God wired me. And that's a good thing. Verse 14, I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Verse 16, your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for who? Me. <laughs> When as yet there was not one of them. In other words, your life was so specifically designed by God that you have been seen before your mother and father ever thought about you. And it doesn't matter if you're 85 years old today or if you're five years old today. The truth of the matter is we were fearfully and wonderfully made and we need to walk in our limits. What is your talent? What is your ability? What are your limits? He knows what you can handle, so we have to know our limits. Number two, a thought from the scripture there and, 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 and what Jesus is trying to summarize and I believe is this. Number two, don't add too much weight. Don't add too much weight to your life. Y'all about to see a viral video take place. And if anybody that is a member of this church shares it, I will find you. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right, guys. I know y'all added weight on there. Let's see what we got here. Okay? Come over this way. Come over this way. God. All right, here we go. Too much weight. Because I can get it down. But watch this. When I add too much weight and life pushes down on me, I will struggle to get it back up. And then I will, oh, God. Oh, God, I can't breathe. Ah! And we go through life struggling. And what happens is when you struggle for too long, guess what? You get it down and you can't. Come on. <laughs> you can't get it back up. Some of you woke up feeling like that today. That if one more weight gets added to my life, I will break. And I can't tell you I haven't been there. If one more person expects something from me that I can't give, I'm going to lose it. And you feel 
so weighed down and so burdened. And it's almost like, I'm trying, I'm trying, and I can't breathe. And what happens when we add too much weight is life becomes the struggle. And it hurts, and it's painful. And let me give you this, let me give you this thought today. It's going to free somebody up. No is a complete sentence. Here's what we do a lot of times, though. We will say no to the things that grow us spiritually. So we can say yes to the things that make us seem successful. Y'all got real quiet on that one. No is a complete sentence. Adding too much weight causes anxiety and stress to take over. And that is because we believe the outcome is our responsibility when it's really the input that's our responsibility. When Jesus, when God, when the Holy Spirit puts something in your life and gives you a promise, it is not your responsibility to make the seed sprout. It is your responsibility to work the ground. You see the difference? You can't make a seed sprout. You can't make a promise come to fruition. All you can handle, all you can do is till the soil and plant the seed and water it and fertilize it and do what you need to do. But you cannot, you cannot at any cost make that seed do anything. And anxiety takes over whenever we believe that it's my responsibility to make what God said happen. And God goes, you handle you, I'll handle me. We say it like this around here. I will do what only I can do so that he can do what only he can do. I can't change a life. I can preach a message and I can study hours and I can come up with goofy illustrations and I can try to make things make sense and I can lead and I can give vision and I can do that. I cannot change your life. Only God the Father himself and Jesus the Savior and the Holy Spirit, the empowerer, can change your life. Not me. So I have to do what only I can do so that when we come together and gather together, he can do what only he can do. And he can change lives way more and way greater than I can. I have to do things now. I got to do things. In Matthew 6, they didn't know how they'd carry all the weight, but they had to do things. They had to work. They had to budget. It's the same thing. We have to do what only we can do. Budget your money. It's not God's curse when you won't budget. Come on. I got real personal, right? You got, I got to budget. I got to pray. I got to show up. I got to do my part. And then I get to watch God bring the harvest, which leads me to number three. I can't add too much weight, Right? And number three, how do I get the weight off of me is this. I share the load. I have to share the load. All right, guys, y'all added some more weight on there. That's just what I needed in life. And, you, and, and, and think about it. Remember where we just came from. It's too much weight, God. If you add one more thing, if one more thing gets me, I'm going to lose it. Well, they just added one more thing. You're about to see me lose it. All right. Oh, dear God. Right, one, two, three, help me. <laughs> you laugh because we don't ask naturally. But I can't lift this by myself. But I can lift it when I got somebody helping me. 
Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Some of you are trying to lift a weight Jesus is begging you to give him. Jesus is begging you, begging you. In fact, how do, how do you know that, Pastor? You don't know me? I know that before you walked through those doors this morning, that he was in this room waiting. Begging for the weight. Begging for the grace. Begging for us to come running to him. Share the weight. Jesus is saying this, give me the weight. I actually love how it's said in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30 as I close this thing out. He says it like this, come to me, all who are weary or tired and heavy laden or carrying a heavy weight, watch this, and I will give you rest. He doesn't say, he doesn't say, if you're tired and you got a lot of weight and you're carrying a lot, he doesn't look and go, I want you to come to me because the prescription pills will give you rest. Overindulging in alcohol will give you rest. Pornography will give you rest. Debt will give you rest. The relationship you don't have that you want will give you rest. No, here's what he says. If you come to me, I want to carry everything that keeps you up at night. And I want to give you rest. I want to help you breathe. Just like my friends helped me carry that weight and I could breathe easier doing that than I could when I was lifting the other stuff by myself. You know why? I had some help. Y'all give it up for my friends real quick. Jesus wants you to have rest, but it's found in him. He says it like this, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls that's a deep rest that's a rest in the depth and he says for my yoke is easy and my burden is light in other words come to me you're sitting on the you're sitting in life and there's so much weighing on you and it's pressing you down and pinning you down. And Jesus is going, I just want to carry some of it for you. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's at work. Maybe it's just you. Because not everything is somebody else's fault. And if it is, it's probably not. And Jesus is going, I'm meeting you where you are. Because here's what I know about my God. He loves us where we are. He will meet you there today. But way too much to leave you there. You'll figure out the rest with him. And you'll walk it out. Because his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. So here's what I want to do today. I believe there are people that are walking at both locations. At every service that we have. That you just need, number one, before anything else, your life needs to be replaced with the sacrifice of Jesus first. Maybe you've 
thought that that's been your case. Maybe you've wanted that to be your case. And I'm telling you, today is the day. Don't walk out of here today without taking the opportunity to ask Jesus to supplement his sacrifice for your life because he wants to take the weight and walk in hope and in joy and in grace from this day forward. And what I would love is to pray with you. Our teams, as we bow our heads, are gonna move around and start getting ready to serve you on the way out because we want to work this out with you. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today and you're like, the first thing I have to do is I need to ask for forgiveness. I need to ask Jesus to replace my life with his sacrifice, to redeem me and forgive me and help me walk out a new life with him from this day forward. I want him to go, I love you where you are, but too much to leave you there. And if you're ready to do that today, maybe for the first time, or maybe you did it and you walked away and it's a rededication moment, can I just ask you right where you are to pray this prayer with me in your seat? Dear Jesus, I give you my life. I thank you that you sacrificed your life on the cross so that I could have eternal life. I ask that you forgive my past, forgive my present, and redeem my future. Help me walk with you every day from this day forward. And I accept that you are my Savior and my Lord And God, I thank you for giving me room in the family of God today. Now, with eyes closed, heads bowed, if you prayed that prayer, I just would love to know who I prayed with and would love to help you find some next steps to help you walk this out. You don't have to get up. You don't have to move around today. All I need you to do is just throw your hand up real high and go, right here, I prayed that prayer and I gave Jesus my life this morning. I prayed it because I trust him from this day forward. Hold it up high. And what's going to happen? Yeah, what's going to happen? They're going to slip a clipboard in your hand. Just hold it up until you get that clipboard. And here is why. Because I want you to fill that card out before you leave today and take it by the back corner with the yellow curtains, the care corner. And we just want to pray with you. We got something to give you. And we believe in doing life together at Radiate. And we want to do life with you from this point forward. You don't have to figure it out by yourself anymore. We're going to walk it out with you. Now, Father, thank you for life change. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done. Help us find hope in the wait and walk it out. And God, I thank you that we started a series of conversations about hope today. But from this point forward over the next several weeks, that you would bring it to light in our lives as we find hope in the love of Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Can we give it up for some life change in the room? Amen.